Coming to you live from the fourth floor of an apartment complex, which we won't name because we don't have a sponsorship, it's Burgers and Brats with your host, Braxton Pope and Matt Mark. We really need to try and get a sponsorship. You know what? I think we can just do it for free. Forever. You know what? That's not worth it. But hey, for right now, y'all have me. So, oh my gosh. I am back. He's back again. Everyone's favorite guest. NASCAR Clements is back. Yes, he is. <laughs> good to have you back, Jacob. It's good to be back, y'all. So we have, we have some big news with the Antonio Brown drama situation okay, where got? he got traded. He got traded Buffalo for the night. So j- just imagine your AB running a it's third and four, running a five yard out route. Josh Allen just chucks it over that mountain. Oh, I feel bad for Antonio Brown. Wait, hey. hold on, hold on. This just stand. Wait, wait. Antonio Brown got traded to Oakland. Oh. That's not even any better. Yeah, Bills were all fake news. Got traded for a third and fifth round pick going to the Steelers. So that's yeah. a that's a steal for Oakland. Yeah, honestly, I, I thought he would have commanded a lot more. You know, I mean, it's Antonio Brown. He's yeah, I mean, he's what thirty, but he's still still <laughs> one of the top two receivers in the league. Yeah, so I thought, uh, that was a good steal for the Steelers. I honestly thought the Steelers would have uh, probably asked for at least a second round and a third round, not a third and a fifth. Like, I mean, that, I mean, maybe it's because of the morale issues that's been going on. Maybe it's because of, like, the fallouts that happened between them. But that is a incredibly low value. I agree with y'all. Well, one thing we do know is Juju Smith-Schuster put out on his Instagram or Twitter. He's like, I'm ready. He's ready to take over this team. He said, okay, Antonio, goodbye. Yeah. It's my team now. Because really, who's left? No, nah, I mean, you got uh, Big Ben. James buddy, Washington. Really. And you got James Le'Veon, Conner. Le'Veon Bell's gone. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, no this, this is a complete turnaround for a team that just a year ago had Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, and it seemed like everything was fine in Pittsburgh. Not anymore. No, nope, no. Nope. anymore. It's not. Yeah, that that's a great deal for the Oakland Raiders. Kept all their first-round picks, too. So, John mm-hmm. Gruden's up to something special. Yeah. yeah. Be surprised who they take this year in the first round. Maybe they draft up, get a quarterback, Kyler Murray. I'm going to actually throw in a hypothetical related to Kyler Murray, too. I actually, I've been seeing some people comment, what would y'all think if Gruden was able to pull off getting Kyler in the draft and then getting Le'Veon in free agency? That's not happening. I mean, you can wishful thinking, but that's not happening. Now, I what, can see it happening. What, it, what's Oakland going to do, though, with that first-round pick? Yeah, if Kyler's on the board, they could pick Kyler. So he didn't go to the A's, but he goes to the Raiders. Um... So, yeah, that could happen. Could Marquise Brown be an option to get there, too, and play with his cousin Antonio Brown? That'd be fun to watch. Have those two as the wide receivers? That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. But I don't see, yeah, no, they're not getting Le'Veon Bell, too. That's that's not happening. So you're saying if Oakland offers a first-round pick for Le'Veon Bell to Pittsburgh, though? Well, he's a free agent. Now. Oh, yeah. He's a free agent. Pittsburgh's yeah, a free not a conversation. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Pittsburgh lost this. They're not getting anything for him. They screwed up. They should have taken a first-round pick for him last year. Screwed up royally. You know, I'm actually going to throw some stats out here for y'all. So, Antonio Brown, his career stats from last season versus the all the Raiders wide receivers. Antonio Brown, 104 receptions. Oakland combined, 189. Antonio Brown, 12, almost 1,300 receiving yards. Oakland, 2,200. 15 touchdowns for Antonio Brown, 9 touchdowns for Oakland wide receivers. 12.5 yards per reception for Antonio Brown, 11.5 yards per reception for Oakland wide receivers. Antonio Brown is going to take this team up to the next level. 
I don't think just him by himself will. He'll need better quarterback play because you True. blame some of that on the receivers, but you got to blame some of it on Derek Carr as well. They'll need a running back going into next year too. Marshall Lynch is old. Mm-hmm. That's why I think, you know, Braxton, I do agree with you in this hypothetical. I really do think that the uh, Raiders try, might try and make a run at uh, Le'Veon. Yeah, they need, so. they need running back and quarterback for sure. Mm-hmm. But you know who doesn't need a quarterback anymore? The Washington Redskins. They traded with Denver, Case Keenum, for a six-round 2020 pick. So was Case Keenum even worth a six-round pick in 2020? Case Keenum has been incredibly sporadic. Um, you know, honestly, like, you know, pretty good in Minnesota. Denver a little underwhelming, I would say. Um, but, I mean, if there's... I mean, let's be real here. Washington, you know, last season, I don't know, like, if y'all remember at the top of your heads, you know, they started out with Alex Smith, you know, the guy that the Chiefs should start over my homes. And then, after he got injured, almost a career-ending injury, went to freaking Colt McCoy, who then got injured. And then, what was it, Josh Johnson? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, like, at least, like, they're getting, like, a name brand quarterback. I mean, it's not great. At least it's not great value brand name quarterback. But you know, Case Keenum like could come in and provide some stability at least. Yeah, and they reports that they're not done shopping quarterbacks in Washington. They could still go after Kyler Murray too. Yeah, I think. I mean, if you have a guy like Kyler Murray, you anybody could go after Kyler Murray, as they should go after Kyler Murray. I mean, even if you've got, you know, like we talked about Green Bay, go after him. I mean, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have much time left being their starter. I mean, go after. But, yeah, I mean, you're going to go, obviously, I think Arizona will probably pick him up with the number one pick because, I mean, you want to start him right away. He's so, you know, he's so electric. Um, but, obviously, he's going to go to a team that he will start right away, I feel, personally. I mean, because he's that electric of a quarterback. But I think any team could say, hey, look, if Aaron Rodgers is going to retire soon, Packers could be in there. If, you know, whoever, you know, is in that top five or six, seven picks right there. But, I mean, he's a top five for sure, and I think he'll go number one. I'm going to go a little bit of a couple hypotheticals here. I mean, you know, I will say these are not going to be outrageous, I promise. But, like, you know, we remember last year that that report that if the Browns hadn't picked – Baker at number one. The Patriots would have traded up to number two. I have no idea what they would have traded, but apparently, like, it was serious. Would have traded up to number two to get Baker if the Browns hadn't got him, because, you know, at that point, the Browns' record had been spotty. I wonder if a similar team, like, in a good position, including the Patriots, might try something like that again, putting together a blockbuster trade to try and get someone like Kyler, because, you know, even though Tom Brady is the GOAT, you know, he is getting old. It would be good to have someone train under him just so that way you can continue to have a future. And so I could see like a like decent team like that coming in and making a run because the Patriots almost did it last year. So the top five picks, you got Arizona, San Francisco, the Jets, the Raiders, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are your top five right there. Only so, only two need quarterbacks. Yeah. Honestly just mm-hmm. one. Just Arizona. Arizona, yeah. I mean but, you know, to back up Derek Carr, I mean, or even to replace Derek Carr. He, he did not have a good season last year. I mean, they're gonna, Tampa Bay's going to stick with Jameis, and the Jets got Sam Darnold. So there's no need for him to go, Kyler, to go the Jets. But number six is the Giants, and I don't, I don't even see him falling that far. Yeah, Kyler won't be on the board that long. It'll yeah. be Dwayne Haskins. To, yeah. you know, I don't think, that's what everyone's saying, he'll go the Gi- Giants. Kyler won't be uh, on the board that long, um, but 
you know, Dwayne Haskins obviously, you know, had a pretty good season at Ohio State. Um, you know, Eli Manning, you know, someone, you know, who is really kind of underperforming towards the later end of his career. Um, maybe the Giants also try and put a little bit of a trade together be like, hey, you want the uh, sixth pick plus like, you know, like kind of like a good mid-range player, right? And try and go up and try and get Kyler. And so, you know, I think that, you know, they might be willing to do what it takes to try and get that extra X factor that Kyler has. And with that, and with, you know, Sterling Shepard, um, oh gosh, OBJ, and Saquon with Kyler, that would be a incredibly lethal offense. So you're saying teams are going to try and trade for Eli Manning? No, I'm not saying that Eli Manning should be included. What I'm saying is, is that somehow some teams are, I feel like some teams are going to try and make a bigger push because, you know, last year's draft was pretty quarterback heavy. This year it's not. You know, teams that might be a little bit on the lower end but still like in a shot might try and trade up just to get some of those better quarterbacks. Well, the Giants did just trade Oliver Vernon to the Browns for an offensive guard, Kevin Zietler, on his birthday. That's got to <laughs> suck. Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday. You're getting traded. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty good trade for both teams. Both teams needed. The, the Oliver Vernon's a great defensive back, or defensive lineman, so it was a good pickup for the Browns. And New York needed an offensive guard for sure to protect those quarterbacks, but... Yeah. So what's what else? What else we got going on? Should we? Uh, I do have something I want to say if we want to switch over to college. There's something big that happened in football. Well, we can talk about the Daniel, whoever, David Irving retiring on Instagram oh, yeah. Live. Yeah, I can't forget about that. That's like smoking a joint on Instagram Live and retiring from it in the NFL. Nothing better. Nothing well, it's, better. It's than like that. Antonio Brown was saying that. You know, okay, you know, I'm going to announce my decision on Instagram Live. Apparently, Instagram Live is where you got to go to make every announcement now. If you have the power, you know, if, if the team's not going to just trade you spontaneously and you have your decision, just go to Instagram Live. It's, where like, do, it's cooler that way. Where does that rank? Where does that rank in all time boss moves? Smoking a joint, Instagram Live, retiring from the NFL. That's got to be in the top five. Yeah. Top three for sure. <laughs> sure. I guess, that's right? A, I mean, that's a total boss move. Yeah. Instagram Live is basically, at this point, I think, trying to eclipse the uh, Players' Tribune for players announcing stuff like this. So, oh, you got such a big market on social media. Oh, yeah. Know, that's Why not tell the fans first? You heard it here first. And you can interact with the fans. <laughs> and we'll see what they say, you know. But I do have some for college, too, On as we're talking football. Um, guess who's going to Florida State? Any, any? No. Yeah, no. Okay, Probably no, someone looking for a warmer climate. Uh, mate, let me guess. Yeah. A, I'll go, I'll go offense. They've got a quarterback. Francois still there, right? No, he got booted off the team. Yeah, he got booted. So I'm gonna so tell quarterback? you, quarterback. Yes, Alex Hornibrook, wow. Wisconsin is transferring to Florida State. So, look, Florida State had a really, really bad year. Will this make much of a difference? Make them worse. We'll see. We'll see. But that Wisconsin team did lose to BYU. We can't forget that. That's true. And they had they were high picks. Remember, Lee Corso picked them to win the national champion. (laughs) They started out number four. Yeah, and they tanked very quickly. And BYU (laughs) was a big kind of nail in the coffin earlier in the season. So. Yeah, just thought I'd throw that out there. We'll see what Florida State does. That doesn't that doesn't help at all. That's not that made it worse. 
do have a larger question for y'all, though, relating to transfers. How do you think the transfer portal has changed the college game? Well, that's a very deep question, and I need to write my philosophy paper <laughs> uh, and think about that one. You know, he's just throwing it, these things it, at us right now. But just like, just like one comment. I mean, I think it's I think it's very cool that you can have a transfer portal like this to where you know anybody that wants to try. I don't like how the rules are for some people. It's like okay, you can automatically you're eligible. Some yeah. you have to wait a year. I, they need to fix that part of it. But I think it's cool. If you obviously are not going to play at a school and you're trying to get an opportunity to play, I'm all for it. So I, I'm a fan. They've got to fix part of the system, though. What he said. Sweet. I would I would agree with Damn. you, Matt. I think you know I think as well. One of the changes they need to make is make sure that everyone can transfer immediately, like if they want to, barring you know no academic things. But I think that you know the transfer portal like has been a good thing for college football. I think it'll continue to reshape the landscape, especially with players that you know may not may be able to make an impact at the current school. But you know, for example, Jalen Hurts coming to Oklahoma. I yeah. think that you know we're going to see a lot more of those here soon. Yeah, I think it's it's becoming more popular because players. I mean, obviously, yeah, I agree with that. So, okay, cool. Well, I want to keep it on college, but I want to switch gears a little bit. Talk a little basketball with you guys. Love yes, some basketball. Yesterday was. A really good day full of basketball. Um, a very close one. Louisville, Virginia, and the ballot of the uh, ACC right there. 73-68 at home. Virginia wins that game. And then also in the ACC, a classic matchup. Duke in North Carolina. Did you boys watch that game? Catch a little bit I of it? I watched the end of it. Watch it. Yeah. Duke made a little comeback towards well, the yeah, end. Yeah, if you're watching that game, North Carolina, they were went 11 or 12 straight possessions with not miss with missing a shot. And the missing a shot. And so, you know, Roy Williams is screaming on the sidelines like, you know, keep don't go so fast, you know, slow down the tempo, be smart with the ball because they let Duke right back in this game and made it fairly close, pulled out of 79-70. Uh, UNC wins that. I was going to say as well that Duke North Carolina game was obviously a great game. I would say probably the thing that surprised me the most was Auburn upsetting Tennessee. Um, you know, I mean number five Tennessee, right? Like that's yeah. top five team going down to an unranked team, especially like that. You know, and basically you know cost Tennessee the SEC championship, gave it to the uh, LSU Tigers. Yeah, yeah. LSU won eighty to fifty nine. So yeah, Tennessee mm-hmm. stumbled a little bit last few last week or so. Had a few losses. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, they've only lost four on the season, but it seems like those th- three of those four have been really in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. They really have not been as sharp as they were. Um, and an Auburn team that twenty-two and nine, big win for them. Eleven and seven in the SEC though, and uh, they needed that at home, and they looked good the whole game. They kept with Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, and was able to, you know, keep that and win that. Uh, Kentucky beat Florida, 66-57. A battle in Michigan. Michigan State beat Michigan, 75-63. to um, Had a really good second half to win that game. Yeah. Didn't Michigan State also uh, claim share of the Big Ten regular season championship with that? I believe they did. They did with Purdue. Purdue won and beat Northwestern. So, a lot of co-sharing, um, you know, conference titles. Saw that in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kansas State beat Oklahoma um, and then they beat them 68-53. to Oklahoma did not look good the whole game. Still going bowling. The, yeah, they're still going to be in the tourney. Um, and then Texas Tech beat Iowa State at Iowa State 80-73. to Big win for the Red Raiders and Chris Beard and his team uh, really had an amazing season out of Texas Tech. Iowa State is a very, 
very tough home environment to play in when they're doing pretty good. Um, I give props to Texas Tech for that. And the Big 12, who do you guys think will win the tournament? Kansas didn't win the regular season for the first time in 14 years. It was Tech and Kansas State. I I think it'll come. It'll be Tech. I think Tech will win the Big Twelve Championship. I agree. I agree with with that. Texas Tech will win. Yeah, I think um, Texas Tech's well. You know, K State. Um, you know, even though they got the one seed, um, doesn't look as strong to me as Tech does. Um, I mean, you know, I agree with y'all. It's impressive that Kansas had that streak, but it's official that it's finally done. Yeah, I'd be so. I'd honestly say that. Kansas State could lose first round of the Big 12 tournament. Everyone mm-hmm. just plays different every week. You oh, don't yeah. know what's going to happen every single game. Big it 12, though. Change. Big 12, though, is really impressive. 80% of the teams are slated to make the tournament, according to multiple bracket pro- projections, yeah. which is incredibly impressive. I think they're actually the first conference to do that. Yeah, definitely best conference for NCAA basketball. So, looking ahead to the Big 12 tournament this Wednesday, Game 1, TCU and Oklahoma State. And Oklahoma and West Virginia. Those are the games on Wednesday. Um, I, I I hope Oklahoma can pull that off, but they did. You know, they're one and one against West Virginia this season, and that's all TCU. Oklahoma State doesn't have a shot. Yeah, TCU, oh, yeah. and then I, Oklahoma's been playing better the last um, few games, so I think Oklahoma can win that game for sure. Mm-hmm. I think Oklahoma over West Virginia. Um, even though it's one and one, I think uh, I think OU's going to make it two and one. Uh, Oklahoma State doesn't have a flying chance. TCU all the way. Also, on Thursday, uh, Baylor will play Iowa State. Kansas State will play the winner of TCU and Oklahoma State. And Tech will play the winner of Oklahoma and West Virginia. Man, I can't wait. Kansas and Texas play. I can't wait to see those highlighter uniforms that Baylor has (laughs) on the court. So uh, that will be um, a really good matchup. But look, Kansas State's going to play either T. Probably TCU. I, I can't see Oklahoma State win this game. And Tech will play OU or West Virginia. And that's, so, yeah, Tech and that's, K-State's got yeah, pretty easy they, going yeah. in. Yeah, I mean, because semis. you look at Oklahoma State and them, all the issues they've had with their roster, even fielding a team. I mean, their biggest player, what, is Lindy Waters. And that, yeah. I mean, honestly, that team has struggled all season long. West Virginia's had a really bad season, but they're playing OU. And, you know, I hate to say it. Being an OU fan, but that's going to be a tough it, game. That's not a that's not an easy game. It will help that it's in Kansas City, more OU home fan or OU fans than mm-hmm. West Virginia, so that'll mm-hmm. definitely help. Yeah, taking Kansas City got easy games to advance to the semis. Baylor, Iowa State, I think will be a close game, and Kansas and Texas. I think Kansas will will be like a, you know they're not yeah. going to lose first first game. Kansas, I feel like because they lost the regular season, they're going to come out pissed and they're going to come out ready. And I think that will give them the edge over Texas. Yeah, they can make it to the finals for sure, but they got to play Tech or right. Well, you're going yeah, to have to. Yeah, you're going to have to match out. I mean, pretty much. Yeah, you're going to have to match at, match up with. I mean, Either. Tech Tech is on the same side as Kansas. Yeah. K State is with the Baylor and Iowa side. So so either Iowa OU West Virginia or Tech. Yeah. So I think Kansas could easily make it to the finals. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, we really should. I mean, if the way it should be, we should be seeing K State, Texas Tech, and I think that's I think that's the best matchup you could have. Sorry, Kansas fans. I know this is your home territory, but your team is just not as good as it has been years past. Hey, you so. know what? As our good friend Jacob Thomas, who has been on this podcast before, said, um, who is a native from Kansas, I might add. You know, he might he has always said. The Big 12 championship tourney in Kansas City is always awesome after Kansas lose because then tickets get really cheap. <laughs> so, <laughs> I bet. Right. 
Lots of, a lot of K-State fans will be there this year. Unlike last whatever. Now, uh, something else, switching gears from the Big 12 back to the ACC, because that's what we're talking. This is really going to be good. Um, their tournament is coming up, and it's starting on Tuesday. Uh, the first three games, you've got Miami and Wake Forest, Georgia Tech and Notre Dame, and Boston College and Pitt. Uh, six teams that really have not had good seasons. Notre Dame, who we've seen in the tournament the last couple of years, has had a really, really, really bad conference play this season. Um, any thoughts on those first three games? I mean, we don't really have to talk about it because, I mean, who you're picking, Miami or Wake Forest? Jake, who do you got? I mean, Wake Forest, I guess. Yeah. Braxton, what do you got? I'll go Wake Forest as well. Georgia Tech, Notre Dame. I mean, Georgia Tech... I want to see Notre Dame pull it off, but it probably will be Georgia Tech. I, I'm going Georgia Tech for sure. And Boston College at Pitt. And Pitt. Boston College. Boston. I'm going to go Pitt. I'm going to take a shot in dark and say Pitt. Honestly, it's just basically which one of these teams is going to lose to Duke or North Carolina at this point. So. All right, so we got that <laughs> round out of the way. On Wednesday's games, number 8, NC State, number 9, Clemson play. Who do you got? NC State, they started, they started off good... They've been just going downhill, but I'll go NC State. Okay, I'm going to go Clemson. I'll go Clemson, too. Okay, Virginia Tech and the, let's see, it would be the Tuesday noon winner, so it would be the winner of Miami and Wake Forest. So Virginia Tech or Miami Wake Forest? Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech, yeah, I'd like to see that. Louisville against Georgia Tech or Notre Dame? Louisville. Louisville. Louisville, yeah. Louisville. Uh, you know, they had a good season after they had all that you know, problems with, with since Rick Pitino got fired and all that really have done a good job under first year head coach. Well, for, with them, uh, Chris Mack, remember he used to yeah. coach at Xavier, so um, he's had a really good uh, first season with them, kind of getting them back in the spotlight. And then you have Syracuse against Boston College and Pitt. Who do you got? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Cuse. I'm going to go Syracuse. Syracuse, Jim Boheim. Boheim's still coaching, so give me Syracuse. Now, forget those games. We don't care about that, right? Go to the quarterfinals. Thursday, Virginia. Taking on what would be NC State or Clemson? Virginia. They Virginia. It, I think they're going to go deep in the tournament, too, this year. You can't lose mm-hmm. to a 16 seed last year and then come out this year and do the, just be awful as well. They should get a first seed. Or second seed, but they should go deep in the tournament this year. So I, th- I think Virginia will go deep in the tournament too. Yeah, they're deep. They're looking good this year. They're looking really good. Florida State going up against Virginia Tech or the the winner, you know, their um, Miami or Wake Forest game. I know it's kind of getting complicated. We don't have to keep picking, but I think we'd probably say what Florida, Florida State, State probably yeah. probably Florida bigger higher seeds. And then, of course, you've got North Carolina and Duke will play their teams, and you can just kind of get down there. I think North Carolina and Duke will win whoever they're playing, right? Um, but this is a tournament that will start. I, I don't know about Duke. Okay. I don't know. And will they have to play yeah. Virginia? Duke will have to play the winner of Syracuse and Boston College and Pitt. So you're looking at those three t- teams as who Duke's going to play in the first game in the quarterfinals. All right. Yeah, I think I think Duke's yeah got they'll it. they'll beat those teams, especially because yeah. Zion's supposed to go five on five, start practicing today or tomorrow. Yeah, so he'll be back. Um, for should sure. be back. I think we're gonna see uh, Duke UNC round three. So UNC three games to nothing, and hopefully we get that matchup at seven thirty Central Time. 
game 14 of this tournament <laughs> next Saturday, the 16th, the day before Selection Sunday. And I want to talk real quick about the bracket. You guys have been following us along, right? You guys kind of looking at bracketology, kind of seeing what what's going to happen. I have not filled out my 60 brackets yet, but I hope to do so soon. Well, okay. Hear me out. So, looking at C- on CBS's bracket, their expert, their college hoops expert, Jerry Palm, put out his kind of bracket predictions. And this is kind of what they're looking. So he's got the first four games, the first four in, a Florida-Clemson matchup, Creighton-Furman, and Iona Prairie View, Norfolk State, and St. Francis, Red Flash. All right. <laughs> Red Flash. Yeah, that's going to be a, uh, a really good matchup right there. All right, but he's got his number one seeds. He's got Virginia. He's got North Carolina. He's got Gonzaga. He's got Kentucky. feel like those are good for, for number one seeds. Kentucky, I'm thinking, should yeah, be a one. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm confused about be. Kentucky. Um, Better than Duke. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Duke, I mean, yeah, Duke shouldn't be a one. Duke should be a two. Maybe Tennessee. What, and he's what, got Tennessee's Duke. a one seed? No, they're, they're, two seed. they're a two seed. I'm going to throw a wrench in there. I think Houston should be a two seed. Houston, Who have they good. played? Their only competition they lost. Houston is a three okay. seed, according to him. They're 29-2 and two overall, and they both losses come in their conference. I mean, yeah, but even then, like, Houston has looked like a put-together team. Um, I will not speak as to how far they will go, but I think that they should be a 2C. Who do they play first round? He's got them at Georgia State. Um, a couple of days ago, they've got Joe Lenardi. You know, we all know Joe Lenardi in his bracket. He's got him as a 3 playing against South Dakota State. So, I mean, obviously... That was from a couple of days ago. Got him in a three seed. Updated CBS has got him as a, Houston as a three seed. Interesting though, they've only got two losses. But I know it's a different conference. But Duke's got five, and they're a two seed. So you know you kind of compare it there. Um, two of them have been against UNC as well. That's true. One's and that's why. Ranger. Yeah, that's why. Um, you know, you put them in a you put them in a three. Put Duke and Houston's conference. They probably go undefeated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like UCF in football. Yeah. Hey, well, this uh, CBS has got UCF playing Oklahoma. Oh, in the first round. powerhouses. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Here we go. But, no, this is going to be good. And a week from today, next Sunday, they're going to have the selection Sunday. So we'll get to see officially who's playing who. And then that Tuesday after that, we'll start the fun games, start the playing games. And then that Thursday, it officially kicks off. We're playing March Madness. Let's go. I can't wait. So, it'll be I'm good. Pumped. Can I take a minute of y'all's time real quick? Oh, boy. What do you got? We got Minute with Clements here. This is our official Minute with Clements, and let's start the clock, Braxton, and... Go! All right, so today in NASCAR, we had Phoenix, right? A one-mile low-bank track, okay? In the Monster Energy Series, which most of us traditionalists will remember as the Sprint Cup, okay? Kyle Busch won today. One of my least favorite drivers That's by far. That's my favorite driver. That is my favorite. I love how you're so obstructionist. But Kyle Busch won today. Martin Truex Jr., my favorite guy since Dale Jr. left, got second. Ryan Blaney third. Amarola fifth. Ham- fourth. Hamlin fifth. Larson sixth. I think that NASCAR this season is going to be uh, really awesome. I can't wait to see uh, Phoenix uh, this year again. Um, currently, though, in the standings, um, we're going to go uh, top 10. We got Logano, 
Harvick, Hamlin, Bush, Kozlowski, Larson, Stenhouse Jr., Truex Jr., Jones, and Bush. And I think that we will see some shakeups as far as the placement in that top 10, but that top 10 will stay the same. And I think it's going to be an exciting season for an exciting championship. I'm still going Martin Truex Jr. Good job. You only went seven seconds over. Nice. Thank you. Let's I try. Over your salary next hey, time. Kyle Sorry. Bush is my favorite driver. He has been for a long time. Only because he wore M&Ms. That's why. He's the M&M driver. Braxton is a bandwagoner. Hey, you can't mess with greatness, right? I mean, if you're not going to... If you're going to try mess with greatness... All time. Kyle Bush. Do not diss Dale Sr. like that. Dale Sr. is a NASCAR god. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that has been a minute and a half, I guess, now with Clements. Yeah. So I hope you all enjoyed that. We're going to have to subtract you next time. Sorry, (laughs) you went over. I was just using my time from last time. (laughs) Okay. There you go. That's true, yeah. All right. Well, as some of you guys know on our Twitter, Matt and I put out a video of us picking the Warriors versus Nuggets game, one versus two. That aged well. It did not go good for us, Matt. (laughs) That's the last time I'm listening to you about the Nuggets. Warriors Warriors went on the... 22-3, Twenty-two to three, Ryan. Denver, hey, Denver came back and tied in the second quarter, and they took the lead actually. And then it just they t- Clay Thompson turned the heat on. If basketball was only one half, then I think we would have been right. I mean, it wouldn't have been bad, but it's a uh, it was a whole nother half to play. Yeah, <laughs> it got Denver, ugly. Denver got it, took the lead in the second quarter. They were down by at least twenty by halftime. It was yeah. it was bad. The, mm-hmm. Their starters haven't been hot at all. The for like the last five games. They've been relying on their bench a lot. Malik Beasley is a nice pickup for Denver. He's been really good. Clay Thompson's just on fire. Well, yeah, I mean, Clay, when he's on, he's unstoppable when he's on fire. And, you know, that Warriors team is unstoppable when they can't, you know, if they're making threes, there's no chance. Them. There's no chance. You have to get them on a night when they're not. That's the only way to beat them. And yeah. uh, they had been until they played Denver yeah. again. I mean, we but, talked about they were. Three and five? Yeah, or no. three and four. Yeah. Or lost last three of their four. They were two and three in their last five. Yeah, yeah. so they, they had been a slide. Same with Denver. Yeah. But Warriors just, it just depend, depends on miss. It depends mm-hmm. on the night in the NBA. But Clay yeah. Thompson is 49% from three-point this year. Mm-hmm. 49%. Oh. Yeah. That, yeah, that's one of every two shots. That's pretty impressive. And he's going to make some good bank. That that team's going back to the finals on just no one can stop them when no, they're on. No one can stop. You can't stop five deadly players. The only hope is free agency when that team maybe starts to break apart. But please go to L.A. Clay. Please. Uh, Clay, I agree with you. Is going to be the first person that kind of chips off the block there. You said you think he's going to go to L.A. though. Well, he wants to stay, but we don't. We don't know. I think Kevin Durant will be the one leaving, but yeah. where he goes, and if, I'm not so certain that he's going to go to the Knicks. And I'm going to tell you why in a little bit. If they get rid of Kevin, if Kevin Durant leaves, that team's not going back to the finals. Because, well, they'll get room to sign Boogie, but that team's not going back without Kevin Durant. Well, think. Boogie has kind of fallen back to earth lately too. He hadn't looked as good, and well, he's him and Draymond year off of a major injury. So. I mean, yeah, but even then, like something that he can control, both him and Draymond, they're both getting in foul trouble every single game. Like, you know, when you get to playoff time, like, that can make a huge difference. As we, you know, we saw when, I think it was the 2015 series, when Draymond Green got in foul trouble. When he got all those technical fouls, yeah. He got ejected, and then that caused the 3-1 deficit to blow up in their face, so. Yeah, so. You want to take us over, Matt, where Kevin Durant's going to land? Well, okay, I don't know exactly where he's going to land right now. 
and I, the more and more I think about it, I don't think he's going to go to the Knicks. I mean, you go to the Knicks if you want the money. Fine, take it. But if you want to win, you don't go to the Knicks. And I think there's a strong chance he resigns because that's the best shot, shot that he gets to win another championship is to stay in Golden State. Um, but I don't see him going to the Knicks if you, I mean, if you just want the money to go. But if he actually thinks he's going to win, that organization is a dumpster fire. And then I'm going to hint a little bit more about that when we do Burger and, who we share Burger and Brat with because that's going to involve the Knicks. They're just a dumpster fire. I'm, I, you know what a great place would be? The Kings. That would be a great landing spot. Buddy Hill, Aaron Fox. They've already got Harrison Barnes. <laughs> I'm just saying. Man, I didn't Who? know you were bringing the jokes to this podcast. <laughs> I'm saying you've already got that position, Phil. Who? I mean, Kai him. Kai him. No one wants Harrison Barnes. I mean, Barnes. dude was a serviceable backup. I mean, like. He's at Aaron. I mean, like, I mean, he might have been good, like. You know, like for like one half of the season when he was with the Mavs. But. Yeah, they've got Darren Fox, Buddy Heald, Marvin Bagley, I guess Harrison Barnes now, <laughs> and get Kevin Durant. That's a great team. I mean, you know, I'm going to say, I'm going to throw a little bit of a wrench to this. I agree with you on the Kings. I think the Kings are a great young team that Durant could land. I'm also going to say if this, if this team can clear out a little bit of cap room, they're almost there. And especially in the East, it can make a huge impact. Kawhi Leonard in Toronto. I think Durant, no. if they figure out a way, kind of do like a 3-4 combo, if Toronto can figure it out, I think that, that would be a lethal landing spot. There's only one However, ball. It's only one, there's only one ball, yeah, and I do agree with you, there would be a lot of ball hog problems, but when that team would be on fire, that team would be on fire. They like, would. And so, Toronto, you know, even being in Canada, you know, they still have the cap space, and... You know, to offer Durant good money, and I get that you know you have a bunch of ball hogs on that team, but I think that Kevin Durant going to the East, kind of blending your thing with the Knicks, but not the dumpster fire that the or that the ownership is. You know, with you know a team that has already proven that it's willing to make trades to do what it takes to win, and yeah, yeah. but if Durant resigns with Golden State, Clay Thompson's out. Well, if you're looking to go in the East, centers of the Wizards, then that's where he's from. He grew up in yeah. Washington, so be back with yeah, Scott Brooks. Yeah, that can make sense. If he went to Toronto, though, I think that team would be like the Braun and the Cavs. They'd go to the finals for eight straight years. Oh yeah, Easily. no, totally. Easily, that team would go to the finals every year. They have the right pieces. They would just need to figure out how to make it work. And you could rest, like, because you've mm-hmm. still got two other All Stars. You can just rest. You don't have to play. You don't have to worry about it. And still make great seating. Probably first seed, no matter what. Yeah, I mean, plus Toronto. Like, I mean, I'm sorry, but, like, you know, ever since LeBron James, like, left, like, the Cavs this week were announced to be out of playoff contention, which we knew going into the season that we would pretty much not make it. But, like, you know, I mean, like, sure, you have Philly, right, and you have the Celtics, you know, but at the same time, you add Durant to that Toronto team. That Toronto team's winning it. Winning that East, so... But basically, I think at this point it comes down to which one of them resigns first, Durant or Thompson. And either way, someone has to leave, I think, because the money will not be there. All right. Who would you guys share your burger and brought with? Clements, we'll start with you. Okay. So y'all know I did not tell y'all this before, but I'm going to go a little bit patriotic here. I'm going to share a burger and brought 
with the United States Armed Forces because they deserve our respect every single day. And I am so happy to be in a country that is free and they give up their lives to serve us. So I want to share burger and brat with them. So you're cooking the burgers and brat because that's like a lot. I understand that's a lot, but they are certainly more than deserving. All right, that's true. That is true. My grill's not big enough, though. I don't know if I can cook it. Oh, yeah, no, I'm probably going to have to gr- have a grill that's like a mile square wide or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of, kind of what you're doing. These people deserve a burger and brat. Women. It was International Women's Day last Friday, Saturday. So I'm sharing a burger and brat with all the women out there. Thank you. Thank you, Mom. Love you. All right, and I'm sharing my burger and brat with the embattled uh, Knicks owner, James oh. Dolan, who, if you just saw the news story yesterday, um, got into a little uh, disagreement with a fan, and that fan is apparently banned from all Knicks games now. <laughs> and basically, the fan said, all he said was, sell the team. And, he, and Dolan was like, well, that's rude, and basically you know, banned him. And that's because, that's why I would tell Kevin Durant, don't go there. No one go there. It's a dumpster fire in New York. And James Dolan, hey, ban me. I need you to sell the team. <laughs> yeah, he told the fan to have fun watching the games on TV. So. Yeah. I'd almost rather watch the games on TV. You don't have to pay money to see them. <laughs> True. I mean, as much as I want to see them win 13 games a season, which, yeah, unless they do anything. Is that too many? Over, under, too many? Gosh, they should really be not even five. 13 games is good if you're not talking about basketball, if you're talking about football instead. Yeah. yeah <laughs> just sell the team. All right. From Matt... Jacob and I, thanks for listening and take care. Until next time.